0: the Y curve with Phil Dobby and Roger Hearing UK inflation is now in double digits not the highest in the world by a long shot I mean look at Turkey where it's over 80% but in the UK it's only going to get higher so what can be done about it well the Bank of England thinks the only thing that they can do is push up interest rates maybe doubling them by next May but doesn't that make the situation worse for those struggling to get by because it's heaping on extra mortgage costs hardly seems like an elegant solution does it so
1: well this week we just me Phil, are going to figure out how bad it's going to get. Is there a smart way out of this looming cost of living crisis? That's all this week on the Y Curve.
0: The Y Curve. Well, astute listeners will uh, already observe that we were going to, we said last week we were going to talk about net zero this week. We lied. We, well, yeah, No, right. we did. We lied. Well, we no, lied. we intended to, didn't <laughs> yes, we? But yes, do you yes. know what? We,
1: we we came up with a total zero on net zero, but,
0: but... Well, you know, we did. We went and got... We lined up guests. Oh, yeah. We, inter- we went through that we whole did. pre-interview we did. process. The most eminent people imaginable. Exactly. But do you know what? They just didn't stack up, no, did they? No. We couldn't find anyone who made the grade. Which
1: means we will get onto net zero probably next week. But in the mm. meanwhile, what we've actually got to talk about today, and it's absolutely crucial, it's is the story inflation. Of the I mean, it's, it's mm. just there. Now, I suppose, is the point for non-economists like myself is inflation was predicted I think we were told it was going to be transitory Mm. um, but it is there and it is bad it's double figures now in the UK first time in 40 years yeah I suppose the point is obviously prices go up. We see that it's petrol, it's food, it's all the rest of it. But is this a simple inevitability of coming out of the COVID period and the Ukraine war in the
0: background? Is it just something we can have to have to live with? Well, I think it is. I mean, it, it, inflation is always transitory, isn't it? I mean, it's it's always going to go down at some point. It's not going to because if it's always going up, then you've got rising prices on rising prices. So it's an exponential growth. Then we really do have problems. So it's of course, it is transitory. And and it is because of all of those things that you said, it's just maybe it's happening a bit uh, longer for a bit longer, and the impact is a bit higher. Yes, yeah, so, I mean,
1: you know, you've, you've got some experience. Well, not experience. I mean, you're about the same age as me, so I suppose you've heard, ex- lived through inflation in the past. But they're different ones, different ones. But mm. what I was—that's what I mean—is this something unusual? Is this something that is just part of the weather, or is it something that we have to get have to deal with?
0: Well, it is completely supply driven, isn't it? That's the thing. We've got people. We've got a shortage of supply, and we've got. People with money, and that's the that's the problem. So people are out spending, uh, and supplies. Well, who are these cotton. people with all this money? Well, pe- well uh, you'll be surprised. I mean, most people, you know, people who've come. I mean, it, it obviously does vary depending on you know the the income bracket. Certainly, the people who are at the top end have got a lot more money because they managed to save because they weren't able to spend. Uh, so they had this latent demand. They wanted to get out. They wanted to have those holidays. They wanted to go out and have dinner. We're having a, l- a lot more people going out for dinner around the world. But there's, there's not. not enough people to supply exactly them. there's not enough food and then if there is enough food there's not enough people waiting on the tables so if you look at where we are so inflation at ten point one percent year on year this week up from nine point four percent in June it was expected it was going to get into double digits it is it is going to go higher uh, this is uh, if you look at where it is well, what's driving that it's a thirteen and a half percent increase in goods and a five point seven percent increase in services so that's from last time. Or Actually, going back a few months in April, uh, goods were increasing at 12.4%. Services were increasing at 4.7%. So both are going up, but the increase in goods is that much higher because we just can't get the goods out of China or, you know, the supply chains. Why
1: can't we do that?
0: Well, in China's case, uh, it is because they keep on locking down right. because they are worried about COVID. And they have their own economic problems, of course, I, as we know. Absolutely. So, I, I, and I think, you know, and, and then also a big chunk of this, obviously, is oil as well. But, you know, that, that, that oil and gas and the, the oil issue might go away fairly quickly. Uh, and we might see inflation starting to come down. Why
1: would the oil thing go away quickly? Because the whole point, surely, is Ukraine war is continuing and the ramifications are continuing. So, presumably, the demand and for Oil and the lack of supply will still be a problem.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? But but, but oil is very volatile, and it got up to Brent crude got up over one hundred and twenty dollars uh, in June, uh, one hundred and twenty dollars a barrel. It fell below one hundred and ten for most of July, and uh, in August, it's you know it's been hanging around for less than uh, for, for you know around a, less than a hundred dollars for most of this month. So it's a good question: why? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it is because we are consuming less, uh, and there will be this expectation. Perhaps that there's going to be more of a slowdown so oil prices are always looking towards the future. So if if people believe oh there's going to be less demand because there's going to be a recession, then you see oil prices coming and down. Also
1: because people are anticipating the slowdown in China, you can see the fact yeah. that Chinese economy is not
0: expanding in and the way that is it That's a big did. chunk of it. They yeah. use a lot of exactly, a lot. All right. of, so
1: so then energy or let's say oil prices yeah. start to come down.
0: Yeah. Does yeah. that Gases.
1: bring is that just mean everything will follow because obviously uh, the nature of inflation means I need to be earning more in order to pay for things. So as prices big prices like oil and gas come mm. down, does that also mean that inflation naturally mm, recedes?
0: No, because, we've got, because you've still got to employ people and we've still got those supply constraints. So it might help a bit, but gas is not going down. Uh, and, th- and that is our big factor. So if you look at Dutch gas futures, uh, mid-June, around €95 Euros per megawatt hour. Up to around 170 or 180 in mid July. Now, 230. So, So from 95 to 230. Well, I think it's just the nature of what we consume. You know, it's more of a, uh, we're using it more in our homes. More businesses are reliant on uh, on gas. I mean, we use oil to drive cars around. If there's less demand for goods, there's less trucks going around. If there's less planes flying, there's less airline fuel required. But gas is. Non-elastic, isn't it? Mm. You know, you need to heat your home, and it's only going to get worse. Of in course, the, winter, getting, the winter, the coming, winter that's
1: coming along. So I suppose in the, in the position that, okay, so if we rope off energy prices, say oil probably on the way down, gas less likely to be. So although I suppose, and again, there may be diminishing of demand, people understanding that there mm. are problems with this, certainly in industry. Okay, what about the other bit of things, food, services? So uh, commodities generally, I mean, are they going to come down as
0: well? Well, they will if we uh, if we consume less. And this is the whole idea, isn't it? This is why uh, the Bank of England and other central banks are saying, well, okay, we want to, to try and rein in inflation by pushing down consumption, which is, you know, when, cons- w- w- when supply is so low, I mean, it's going to take, you're going to see a big hit to the economy. Uh, and what I don't get, and this is where I think the Bank of England and the other central banks are wrong, how you can do that without causing a recession is uh, is beyond me. How can you say, well, okay, consumption is uh, has got to come down to the level where supply is, and supplies we know are very low, so they've got to come and meet somewhere, uh, and, and, and you know, supplies aren't going up. It's, it's the, the meeting is all that uh, dropping consumption. Uh, then that's going to cause a recession.
1: But the recession, I mean, people have this, you know, the big R word, the thing everyone hates. I mean, it is, by definition, two consecutive quarters of negative growth, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, <clears> inevitably, it's like slowing a car down, isn't it? You know, you, there are going to be moments where you go slower. Yeah. It's not a massive, huge problem in and of itself.
0: No, it's well, it's not. And, uh, uh, and, you know, that's a technical recession. And in theory, that would mean the United States is technically in a recession. Well, they, they do it
1: differently. They do their estimates rather
0: differently. Well, but also, you know, it's the... the the question about, can you have a recession when you've got so many people in work? I mean, that is what is so different this yeah, time. Yeah, because we
1: should make that point that actually the labour market is very it's, tight. Yeah. There is not a problem. Yeah. I mean, the latest figures from the US uh, suggest that the consumer is is actually fine. I mean, the Walmart yeah. and the biggest uh, co- retail company in the world, by by some measure, is uh, doing okay. Yeah. Uh, people are buying, apparently, cheaper things, but yeah. they are
0: buying. Well, that's why Walmart. So, uh, yes, yeah, so you can do this, you know, a multitude of numbers around right now. So, Walmart's doing Really well in the retail sector in the U.S. because they sell cheap stuff. So people who might have been shopping elsewhere are now going to Walmart. So you know, but they too, are buying, but they are buying, but from Walmart. But yeah, retail is holding up in the United States. Here, uh, well, we're holding up in, in absolute terms, but in not, you know, but but the price of things is going up. So actually, in terms of volumes, mm. they are down a little bit, but not a great deal. And in fact, you know, you and and to me, the big sign is the number of people who are uh, eating out. So if you look at the uh, the uh, open table data, so they uh, look at the bookings and they've been tracking this for years and years and years. Uh, the number of people who are in the last few weeks uh, eating out in the UK or booking anyway, mm-hmm. and there might be so people might be booking more now because they could just walk in before. Yeah. So there's a caveat behind this, but uh, in the last few weeks, twenty five to thirty percent higher than in the same period or the the, the month just before the pandemic, twenty five to thirty percent higher.
1: So that's insane. so so. Pre-pandemics, so we're not talking about pandemic issues. No, is actually, a, a material change. So
0: we are eating out more than we were before the pandemic struck.
1: Okay. okay, and
0: yet you know, supposedly we're struggling. You know, we're all finding it hard to get by. So that uh, in Australia, by the way, it's mm-hmm. 120 to 130 percent higher than before the pandemic. They've just gone, you know, yeah, but they're they a Mad
1: lockdown for a very, very, very long time. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's a sanity check for them, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. you know, and they've got an interest rate there at 1.85 percent, and that's rising. It's likely to go up another 50 basis points. So. You know, you look at places like, you know, and it's a similar story in New Zealand where they are just hiking up rates and yet consumption is not going down. Uh, and, you know, people seem to be resilient. They, we're, we're spending more. We might be buying less, but we're spending more but in are total. are earning? I mean,
1: one of the big, no. big things in all this is the wages-prices spiral. And we've heard, you know, lots of, of politicians referring to this. And, and I remember in the, in the 70s, and early 80s, it was a big thing. If... Earnings go up to match rising prices, it becomes a never-ending repetition process that drives inflation. Now, if that is the case... Uh, Then we are moving into that because it's certainly going to be a a summer and early autumn of strikes here. Uh, Industrial action already affecting the railways, possibly hospitals, all kinds of things. People want more money for what they do.
0: Yeah, well, and uh, that's why we've got Mick Lynch not accepting that 8% offer for, uh, for his railway workers because inflation, it's probably going to be 13%. Uh, and that offer of eight percent is over several years. So if you look at the compound effect of that, so it might be thirteen percent now. Maybe it averages six percent uh, next year. So say take the ten percent where we are now, and it's going to be thirteen. But then maybe it slows down to sixteen. If you just said ten plus six over a couple of years, the compounded effect of that is seventeen percent. If you get what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so is there any way? So out of eight percent versus seventeen experiment. is is not a good deal, is it? Yeah. Well, this. Um, I mean it's a real problem isn't it uh, and and I, I wonder whether you actually just have to let it see its way through mm. uh, we are going to reach a new plateau aren't we if you've got and that's the thing about inflation it it, it peaks and then it slows down and then it you know hopefully goes to, to a crawl
1: always it always works that way
0: <clears throat> well, it always has isn't it you know well mm. you know except in certain parts of the world where there's you know not well, very much it? financial control but yeah. you, do, you know assuming that we we get it right so you reach a new plateau and then everybody goes every everything is much more expensive than it used to Be, but my wages are more than they used to be. So the cost of living's gone higher, but actually, materially, not really much better. What about those
1: who've got savings, though? I mean, people are living off different things. People Mm. who've who've put away money, retirement is an obvious one, I guess. Yeah. The value of that money doesn't go up at the same time, does it?
0: No, but they're getting, but they're, yeah, and that's where central banks putting up interest rates are going to help, of course. But yes, you're right. But I mean, that's been the way since the 80s, hasn't it? Mm. There's hardly any incentive to save, all the incentive. And this is why we've racked up so much private a debt, you know, in in the whole of the western world because the incentive is for you to be out there spending money that you don't have. Because
1: it is a a move in the economy in an upward direction, which in theory brings back, uh, through trickle-down or whatever you want to say, the
0: money to everyone anyway. No, I love the faith you have in (laughs) trickle-down. You don't believe it? (laughs) Well, no, you know, certainly not, because, I mean, look look at how we're going to come out of this crisis, right? I mean, because this is the big danger. We we reach that new plateau, Mm. and the people who've got money have still got money, and the people... You know, so the people who are struggling to keep their wages up with the level of inflation don't succeed in that. You know, Mm -hmm. Mick Lynch is unsuccessful in getting, you know, because he, as I just said, you know, in reality, that 8% is going to have to, should really be 17 or 18% over two years. He's not going to get that. So all his railway workers are going to be behind where they were. So we come out of this with a bigger wealth divide than we went into it, and And that is always the problem. What about
1: public sector workers? Because the point there, it's Mm. one thing, if if you are a commercial firm paying commercial salaries, but when you get into the public sector, the tax take isn't necessarily... Perhaps it is, I suppose, if if, if prices are going up, tax uh, receipts go up as well, I would assume, in line with that. So perhaps it is consistent to keep uh, public sector wages going in line.
0: Well, yeah, but we're not... Not are we and, no. and, and you know this is not the leveling up agenda if you look at uh, average wages Speaking of previous podcasts. <laughs> exactly, please refer back, uh, but q two in the u k uh, wages grew by five point one percent year on year, so quite a lot lower than the inflation rate that we 're seeing today. Uh, but if you look at the private sector, it's 5.9%. Public sector wages grew by 1.8%. Mm. Nothing at all. Uh, go back a few months, in fact, private sector wages are actually increasing at 10.5%. I mean, they peaked at that level. But the, obviously, the government is there trying to keep those public sector wages down because they are worried about the government. Well, they want any to lead to do- by
1: example as well.
0: There's an element of that. Yeah, but that's not going to work, is it? I mean, it's, it's then, like if then, you, you know, if you're, working, you're working for a company that's making big profits. You go to your boss and say, "Hey, cost of living is going up ten percent, or let's take the retail price index over twelve percent, uh, and it's only going to get higher." Uh, and, uh, and 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 I, I want to keep my in line with that. If you otherwise, I'm going to get a job somewhere else. And so you know, your boss goes, "Oh, yeah, but think about the nurses. You're just going to go. I'm not a nurse. <laughs> but a lot I'm of thinking people will about my not family,
1: nurses or doctors yeah. or or any of these things, uh, or in the education sector." Because the the price difference or the the earnings difference will be so huge and their ability to to cope won't be there. But I suppose the point is, is government, I mean, we know there's a huge reluctance, particularly with the Conservative government, to, to see much in the way of public sector wage increases, but it's unavoidable, isn't it? And that then, I suppose, plays havoc with the public finances unless the tax take is equally uh, enlarged along with inflation. Well, look at you know,
0: look at how much money, how much debt has been accrued by the government over over the last couple of years, and uh, and where we are now is perhaps p- perhaps the real crisis. But I mean, that debt is, diminishes mm, re,
1: in real terms with inflation. with inflation.
0: yeah. But then it goes. But then the, the payment on it back on bonds goes up as you see interest rates rise. So that gets us back to the question about whether you know the central banks are doing the right thing because the well, what are,
1: are they? I mean, because the traditional thing is you put up interest rates. People, therefore, are less inclined to to spend, more inclined to save. That then addresses inflation.
0: Does it actually work? Well, it doesn't work when there's, a, I mean, it, it it might do at other times, but when when the issue is, and and they still think it is, I mean, you know, they are very, you know, if you look at the Bank of England uh, statement that they put out a couple of days ago uh, when the inflation numbers came out, they, you know, they're saying, you know, monetary policy, the theory is, you know, interest rates go up, you're encouraged to save, you're borrowing money becomes more expensive, so people spend less on goods and services and prices come down. Mm. That's the way they see it. But, you know, they have to spend a lot less on goods and services to get prices down uh, to the point where we're actually matching demand with the supply that we're, we're seeing, which is still not kicking in. I mean, that is the thing. There's not enough goods and services or there's not in, in the service sector, there's not enough people to meet the demand. So if we have to go right down to the level where we're matching supply uh, and we're going to do that by pushing up interest rates. With the downside that that means businesses that want to come out of this whole thing by borrowing to expand as the economy starts to grow have to pay more to borrow that money. But we're still talking and about pe- people with mortgages that are struggling to get by with the cost small of living,
1: interest rates. Relatively speaking, I mean, you know, you and I can remember it's going to double. By, rates
0: they're going to they're double. By I, and I remember, we are going to be at three and a half or four percent. I remember year. when they were 12%, 13%, 40 years Yeah, but you see that, but you have borrowed a lot more. You, you, when they were back then the the multiple on your house as a proportion of your income was probably two and a half times now it's you know we have borrowed so much more. If you look at the, the reality, the percentage of your uh, of your income so like
1: society can't really take very high interest
0: rates. No, I mean uh, no. I mean, in fact, this is going to be a real test as to whether you know if it gets up to four percent, whether we can take that. I think it could be quite catastrophic. I think a lot of people are very worried about, it. and that's when you start hearing people talking about recession because how much of that is going to be people who find that their their mortgage repayments, are, you know, just shoot up. I mean, I mean, I'm a, a little bit untypical in that i've bought a house uh that's that i can't really afford too late in my life and i had to get a short mortgage because the bank was worried that I might die before yeah. i paid it off a
1: lot of insights here into into your life <laughs> just, just just learning them up
0: if i and i got i negotiated a mortgage at the tail end of last year if i negotiated that mortgage now it would cost me uh, between 700 and 900 pounds more per month mm to pay for that mortgage Uh, and that's before we see even more subsequent uh, uh, increases so you know I'm in a situation where I go well I hope it all (laughs) I've got a five year mortgage sorted out I hope it all sorts itself out before I get there
1: make sure and buy all the merchandise associated with our podcast because we need it if you don't I mean but I suppose what we're lining up is the problems and we're lining up the fact that the solutions don't seem to be much of a solution so what else is there there? I I suppose you know let's do a bit of blue sky thinking I mean I do I remember Back in the 70s, we had price controls of a kind, Mm. Uh, you know, and that is something that exists with price and wage controls, in fact. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was anathema for the last 50 years, but... Is that the kind of things we're going to have to start thinking about again?
0: Well, I you do remember we had uh, Callum Pickering uh, back in June we did. and we were talking about uh, you know what what should central banks be doing and his his uh, take was basically they should do nothing and it's fairly similar to the to the guy we had on when we we're talking about uh, gas supplies in Europe as well. To what extent should you let the market run its course? Uh, but then look after the people who can't afford to, you know, who are going to get stung by it. So should, should central banks do anything or should central banks do nothing? Mm. Uh, you know, if, if, if central banks did nothing, prices would go up even more. People would spend less, not because interest rates have gone up, so their mortgage wouldn't shoot up. And I'm bound to say this because I've got a hefty mortgage. We so don't mention that, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, people would spend less because prices are going up. So that would push demand down for those things that are increasing in price the most. We might shift our behaviour. We might use, you know, if we find that we solve the the, the, the issue about uh, getting people serving in restaurants, we might eat out more, uh, you know, mm. rather than spending money on but, holidays, for example. But you're
1: talking about a particular sector of the population. There is another sector of the population yeah. that is so close to the bread. So I know, relevant.
0: and that's it. So then, It's you, not going to work. No, that, that's where you need a fiscal approach, which is nothing. Nothing to do with the central bank. That's where Mm. the government has to come and say, well, okay, we need to subsidise these people. We need to help them out. And you don't do that by, uh, and and this is the problem by the the approaches being taken by both our potential uh, prime ministers. They're talking about cutting tax in one way or another for everybody. Uh, if you do that, then everybody's got a bit more money in their pocket, which instantly disappears because, of course, they just push up inflation even, even more. But if you target it and say, well, okay, here are the people who really can't afford, you know, uh, energy prices have mm-hmm. quadrupled, perhaps. Well, let's pay for those people. Uh, everyone else will have to cope with the fact that energy has increased so much. Quadruple might be a bit extreme, but it, you might have thought, but actually looking at the numbers lately, perhaps mm-hmm. not. Uh, and, uh, and so, they, you know, so wealthy people then start to say, My goodness, actually it is getting a bit pricey now. I think I might start turning lights out. Uh, I might drive less. Which then
1: brings the price down for everyone, theoretically.
0: Exactly. Well, it reduces demand of something, you know, for for which we don't have the supply.
1: Yeah, but I can't see that situation, which you know, a, a chunk of the population is effectively on day-to-day life support by the government. Yeah, uh, on a well, the length of the long time. But, well, it's they already are. true, but but a much bigger proportion is what you're talking yeah. about, and in a much bigger way for a period. For a period, but yeah, and I, I, because my,
0: that because that is because you look at the alternatives being put by uh, Rishi and Liz, uh, first name terms. Uh, Liz wants to cut taxes. She wants to scrap the national ins- the rise in national insurance. What good is that going to do? Because I mean, very low income houses Household. I think you know Rishi Sunak's made this point quite yeah. well. Those low-income households don't pay any yeah, tax, uh, national insurance yeah, anyway. Tax isn't uh, an issue, and uh, uh, suspending green levies on uh, on energy bills well, so that brings energy bills down for everybody. So you go, oh, it's not mildly, but even if it was significantly, you'd be there saying, oh, well, okay, I'll just use more energy now because it's got cheaper. Mm. So, but as you say, mildly makes no difference. Rishi, I'm talking about making no difference. Rishi wants to cut VAT on energy, which is five percent. He wants to getting down to zero i mean that's going to make bugger all difference as well yeah. so yeah, if, yeah. and he, and again if it did then it would make energy cheaper that means consumption would go up and therefore prices would go up
1: okay well i mean you know, we we seem to be doing nothing but listing problems and lack of solutions but what about the sense that that i always have that in the end the system tends towards working just because in the end money money spent people expanding people spending people saving is part of the way that we all want to be. So naturally, we will gravitate towards that. If energy is too costly, we won't use as much of it, which means in the end the energy suppliers will have to bring their prices down because uh, otherwise we won't do it. So there's a natural change in that way. Uh, People who have lots of money are investing it. They want to put it into things where they're going to get a big return. They're not going to get a big return if we're all stuck in recession. Yes,
0: I mean, there will almost certainly be a shift in the behavior of what we do. And you I was talking about that before, about how people are going going to restaurants. And perhaps they're doing that more than travel because it's easier to go to a restaurant you know you're not going to you know you can have a good to yeah, have a good night i gonna
1: wait seven hours at heathrow exa- exa-
0: exactly so we you know and we might find we we have more of a shift in behavior so we'll, we'll come out of this thing with you know buying things in a different way i mean we went through the big problem as well uh was if you look at the consumption of goods it's actually not too dissimilar to what it was going into the pandemic the issue was that we went goods buying crazy because sitting at home Twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, little else to do. do except for, you know, open up Amazon and start getting things yeah. delivered to our house. You know, at least you get to see someone as well. You know, you get to meet the <laughs> delivery guy. So we went all crazy on buying stuff. Uh, so that, that behavior has got to shift back again. And, uh, you know, and we've got to see the services sector grow. The issue with the services sector is that, uh, you know, as we've said, there's not enough people and we need, uh, well, and the UK has got the problem. That, yeah. You know, we've got... Uh, we've got a lot
1: of economically inactive people, which is yeah. very interesting. Yeah. People who gave up, in some sense, decided they wanted to opt out of it all yeah. uh, during the pandemic, possibly, and haven't gone back. Now, Which is a curious thing, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Because I mean they that, presumably have no disposable the
0: income. The Great Resignation, which is not just the UK, that is all over the world, mm-hmm. all, the, all the 50 plus people uh, like us I mean we are troopers aren't we oh, yeah, we're we're de- we, we are oh, carrying slave. on um, for, forever mm, probably mm, mm. Uh, also the nearly destitute with very high mortgages as well because yeah, so you,
1: you might have missed mm, that when, when Phil <laughs> mentioned right. earlier uh, there say, will
0: yeah. be a, a number to mm. call where mm. you can pledge, yeah, yeah, pledge yeah. money yeah. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of people who are considerably worse off uh, so yeah I'm not sure where we're going on this we, we <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what we're going is saying look we, we, there's a clear massive
1: problem of inflation yeah, there is clearly a massive problem of a section of society that cannot be expected to deal with that. Yeah, and then the question is: Does the system have this self-writing element in no. it that people seem to think it will stand back and wait for the system to to put itself back in position?
0: Yeah, but and is it, that the most
1: logical it, way forward?
0: No, because well, yeah, yes. If we're happy for people to die, they you know they don't. Do, they've made it through COVID and then they die because they freeze to death. I mean, you you need to step in mm. and support those people who can't afford to uh, heat their homes. There's an energy crisis. There's uh, food prices are skyrocketing as well. So it needs to be support. But from um, where? From the government. Right. I mean, it
1: can only the come... The public finances are in a mess. We know that. Yeah, well, So okay. they're just going to get go in a worse mess.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and there's a whole separate discussion uh, about what the impact is if the government spends more money. But if the, gov- hmm. if the government is spending more money, is it you know, arguably putting more money into the, into the economy? I mean, uh, you know, the, the central banks are talking about uh, uh, tightening their balance sheets. So, you know, they've been expanding their balance sheets. So, in effect, you know, through QE, the government has been overspending. Yeah. Central banks have been buying up those bonds, yeah, and yeah. you know, now they're uh, getting rid of them. And well, yeah, but they're a bit worried about doing, it, aren't they? Because they tried to do it just before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and uh, we we started to see the economy looking pretty sick when they did that. Uh, so, the question, you know, it's, it's a question. Nobody knows the answer to this. Central banks don't know. So, if they actually went the other way and said. Oh, well, actually, it's time for QE three or four or six or whatever we're up to uh, to get us through this crisis, which is potentially worse than the COVID crisis in terms of the impact it's going to have on low income households. You know, maybe they need to do more of that. I mean, Mm. it's, uh, and then on the other side, we need to get back the growth in those areas which are not fuel related. Uh, And a lot of that is labour related. And if you look at the number of uh, visas and permits granted in the UK in the year ending March 2022, it was about 1.6 million. Uh, Before the pandemic, it was about double that. So we need to get more people in. Now, it might be because they don't want to come because they don't feel they're welcome. There is that the, element,
1: yes. We uh, want more money Brexit.
0: But, I mean, but then it's not just Brexit because all over the world we're having this issue with supply, uh, yeah. with supply. labour shortages. Yeah. Supply of
1: labour, supply of resources, it's very yeah. much the same. I mean, I, I think what we, the conclusion in all this, is we're saying, is that the answers are not obvious, not to central banks, not to governments, yeah. not to people like us either. Uh, the problem is obvious. And I suppose the question really is, are enough people thinking in new and different ways to try and get out of this? Because it doesn't seem to respond to well, the look, old it, solution.
0: And the, I think the answers are obvious, and I think there's going to be a, a political fallout from from this either. The government is going to have to – well, first of all, the are going to have to do a U10 on taxes, because that, mm. that, that is just nonsense, isn't it?
1: Well, it, it, it's uh, ways it, of getting people to vote for you in a, in a party if, election.
0: But Yeah, but I mean, if they do it, if they were to follow through on it – Either it would do nothing. If it did anything at all, it would make right. inflation worse. Liz Truss is saying she wants this mandate, to change the mandate for the Bank of England. Uh, and I'm not quite sure what... Because uh, the, the Bank of England, it's already got a mandate for price stability. Price stability means stop inflation. It's already there in black and white. They're already working on it. Yeah. She's repeatedly said this. And she said the best way of dealing with inflation is monetary policy. This time around, I think that's wrong. And I'm sure... If you had a, a quiet drink uh, with the, the governor of the Bank of England, and said, which well, we, we regularly do, I'm sure he was going to be a guest on this show, but mm-hmm. they didn't meet the standard. Uh, I'm sure he'd be there saying, you know, I just wish the government would be pumping more money in because this can't be solved by monetary policy. So there we
1: are. That's the answer. More money in from the government, because yeah. in the end, that's the only way to get this done and the only and,
0: way out of the hole we're in yeah and I think in, in a year's time I wonder how quickly um, you know the the banks will be retreating on their uh, their interest rate rises I mean the markets are expecting that to happen and they're split between those people who are saying it's going to come down because they've fixed the problem and those people going it's going to come down because it didn't work and they've realised that
1: either way it's coming down
0: either way perhaps yeah. that's
1: a little bit of optimism to throw in at the end of this which I hope has been a reasonably uh, interesting trot around we don't
0: need guests do we no no <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully not a display of ignorance, but a display of no. some insight, perhaps, into one of the biggest problems that the country has. But tell has us now. what you
0: think, by the way. If you, I mean, there will be people who vehemently disagree with what I've been saying just now. If you go to the website, there's a little microphone Indeed. icon, and you can record your comments so you can if, uh, you know, be as loud them. and brash and abusive as, as you we possibly are. can, because I'm used to dealing with those sort of people on the radio, and uh, and, and we'll put you on next week's podcast. There we are. There's a thought. Right. But that's
1: it from this week's edition of The Y Curve.
0: How did we do? The Y Curve.